1: Mark Evans is about to join us. Gold Coast has been a major discussion right throughout the week. All manner of theories from shut them down to give them the suite of help that they need. The AFL's uh, right in behind its idea. They denied that um, any of the institutional flaws are theirs from the outset, which I think is a, a, a debatable point. So the chief executive is about to join us. The, the, the concept of bringing in a player like Sean, Sean Burgoyne, but does that appeal to you, Kane?
2: Yeah, it does. Yeah, I think um, cause, just because I've got some first-hand experience with, with Chad and his role at the Giants, and he went up there with Dean Brogan when when Chad thought he was finished. I mean, Sean doesn't share that that sentiment. I think he wants to play 400 games, I think uh, Robbo said on 360 during the week. Jared, so he doesn't share that. Chad thought he was gone, and uh, I think the most enjoyable time of his footy was those two years at the Giants where he played a significant role in helping the youngsters. So absolutely there's merit in it.
1: Mark Evans is with us, the Chief Executive of the Suns. Mark, welcome to Crunch Time.
0: Uh, thanks, Jared. You're a bit stuck in traffic. I'm not used <laughs> to the Melbourne traffic anymore. So, uh,
1: There's a couple of weeks every year, it seems, that the course resumes. Cut our losses, shut the Gold Coast down. Now that you've been there for a little while, do you find that disrespectful, naive? What, what's your attitude when that when those rumblings scatter momentum again?
0: I certainly regard it as naive, but I'm also not silly enough to realise when you have two bad performances like that, that the question, those questions will come. But um, I'm, I'm quite happy to tell people what the strategy is. And when we, we told people that last year, um, I think most people thought we were, that was the right strategy for the time. Now, we're coming into the start of this year, we thought there would be times where that would be tested in terms of what you see on field. And actually very, very happy with the way the boys and the, the coaching team have performed for the vast majority of the year. The, the strategy, just in a nutshell, is to go to the, the draft over consecutive years and get high-end talent, to bring players in from other clubs, uh, whatever age, mid, mid-year, mid-career or end of career, who we think can help us lay the foundations. So that strategy hasn't changed and, and that will be the same strategy we take again this year. It's just one on
1: the, the biggest picture. Um, there's a deal between the AFL and the Queensland government which even if everyone decided this was an eternal failure, there's a period of time that this can't be
0: adjusted, isn't there? Well, it's not an eternal failure because when you see what's happening in Queensland around uh, the AFL and uh, the growth of football in local clubs, juniors, the women's program has been tremendous and to have 265,000 participants in our sport in an emerging market for us. Now that is fantastic. Try and contextualize that, compare that to other states and you will be amazed. It would be six or seven times the number of participants of Tasmania. So what it is though, it's still very, very young in terms of that participation. It's the front end of trying to get them to our game trying to get them to play our game to understand our game to fall in love with our game to choose a team to come to the game buy a membership buy merchandise that's a longer road but it's uh it's a very very exciting road to be on so we are quite um happy to tell the world that that's a very big part of our job we also know that when the on-field performances uh become better than they have been over the last few years that that rise will be pretty exciting
1: do you know the terms of the afl queensland government deal is it
0: 12 years to run it was a i think a 20-year lease on the stadium with a a further option i think for another 20 years and there would be at least 12 years of that to run Hmm.
1: do you have in your mind what you'll go to the afl with so they've essentially said well they've almost sort of publicly invited you to put forward your submission as to what suite of help you would like. Have you formalised that?
0: Not formalised, but I can tell you what it'll be. We will uh, again present to the AFL what our strategy is, and that will be about acquiring young talent through the draft, acquiring mid-career players who we think can help us, and even potentially finding a Luke Hodge type that can help establish the right culture and set up the right things for the club to, to develop on. And we've then, off the field, built a really, really strong Department of support for players. We're trying to fast-track their development. We're trying to create good leadership. We're trying to get them to commit to our club. So that strategy won't change. We will again present that to the AFL and almost say, give us a report card on that. Do you think we're doing the right things and do you think we've got the right people? If you don't think it's the right strategy, well, then then let's debate that and we'll change it. But we genuinely believe in this strategy. Then we'll say, um, is the AFL keen to look at ways that they can assist that because we believe there are some inequalities in the system that might need to be addressed specifically for the challenge of the Gold Coast. Recognising there's lots of things, dozens of mistakes in the past and we'll, we'll continue to make a couple of mistakes into the future, but do you believe in the pathway that we're going to set here and is the competition open to providing some help towards that? Would you benefit from more money in the soft cap? Well, I guess you would say we would benefit from anything. Last year, we got some state league players, and that is a small benefit. There are other things that we think could be larger benefits, but we will be talking mostly around... I think we're trying to prove two things. The strategy and the people and what we're trying to do, number one, do we believe that there is some inequality in the system that could be addressed? Uh, We used to have a a mechanism there that was um, automatic and that incentivised the wrong behaviour. So we don't have that system anymore now we just have an application to the commission and so we'd be silly not to do that so that's the priority pick well whether it's a priority pick or whether it's any other form of assistance last year that was assistance was given by way of access to state league players it helped a little but we'll we'll be presenting a, a case i think to say uh, lay open the the bare bones of the club and have a look at it and if you're impressed with that you think that's on the right path then what are the other ways that we could help? Would you attempt to make the case, if you you have pick one, would you attempt to make the case to get pick two? I don't like the fact that this this meeting with the Commission will be six or seven weeks away, and I don't like playing it out because we haven't formalised internally what it is. And uh, sometimes sometimes something gets floated uh, six weeks out and then we spend six weeks shooting it down. I I would be more interested in uh, us getting, with our board and our management, the right structure to our message...
2: and and then present that to the commission. Kane with Mark Evans. Mark, have you been forced to overpay your younger players to keep them? And has that put pressure on your salary cap? Yeah, it's a a really good question, Kane. Um,
0: I'll just backtrack one step before I answer that. One of the parts uh, that people don't understand of the strategy was we've decided that we had to clean up our player payments uh, for a whole lot of reasons. Some at the Gold Coast hand and some not Uh, uh, really from the Gold Coast decisions, our salary cap had got way too tight and was over full and we we had some back-ended contracts. Because of the position we were in last year, we decided to very aggressively change that up so we can get the cap into a a better position to then build something for the future. One of the reasons why the the cap was under such stress is that I think we're probably forced to overpay for players at all levels. Young Mm. players... Uh, guys who are genuine stars that you're trying to hold on to, and if you're trying to attract a player from another club, it came with a bit of a premium. So we, that that comes down to uh, our strategy. Do we, uh, how hard do we go on those things? Uh, whether we try and come up with some internal protocols as to how we manage that, but it is real. I know other clubs have felt it in the past, and we certainly feel like. If you are outside of Victoria and towards the bottom of the ladder, then that's one of the ways that we were solving contract discussions was by
2: paying a premium. Mm, Yeah, because for the outside supporter that that sees, you know, you haven't finished above 12th in the entirety, so how have you overpaid players? I can understand you've done that to keep them. But I guess there's a cultural issue with that as well because I think essentially you want players to stay because they want to play for the club, not because you're going to pay them the most money. I mean, how do you go about fixing that
0: well you will have seen it um, Kane when clubs are successful that uh, people will take a, a haircut just to stay mm. the, the success is is more important than than the money to those players um, but the, it, it ends up being an individual negotiation with each agent around each player and uh, you know sometimes I think we've probably had to fend off others uh, but you eventually you do want the, the playing group to say I'm staying here because I'm committed to this program and uh, I can see that it's going to deliver the things that I need it to deliver for me as a player um, I've got good coaching, good mateship and a good chance of success
2: Good Is luck th- this
0: afternoon uh, Mark, I just wanted to ask we played up on the Gold Coast last weekend and you know, you know we went up early because the weather's fantastic and you go for a swim in the beach, how do you balance the, the draw, I guess, using that to your advantage of come up, we've got a great lifestyle, the climate's fantastic, but not not letting that affect the professionalism of young players and how they need to conduct themselves. What's the balance of the lifestyle versus still needing to be a, a full-time pro? I think in the long run, those things will actually work well for us. I mean, you would, you would know the difficulties that uh, an environment like Adelaide can throw up. Um, yes, it's a, a manic football state, but sometimes you need a little bit of a release and escape from all of that. So I think once we solve all of the other things and give a good chance of success, I think that could work to our advantage. At the moment, um, I think uh, the young players, they spend a lot of time at the club. They're not It's not like they're sitting on the beach every second day, are you know, wasting their time, they would just be like any player at any other club where they get a couple of half days off here and there. So, And that should still work to our advantage that that's a good release from football. Is the Brisbane comparison that's been made this week on, of what the journey is, is
1: it like for like, or are there institutional differences despite the geography?
0: Um, I don't know enough about it to, to be categoric. I would say that a couple of years ago, three years ago, we heard the same story from Brisbane. And um, uh, they've managed to cleverly work their way through that. And that's uh, great for us because we can see that it it can work. And uh, um, first of all, they did really well out of their academy program and they got some good young, tall players. They still needed some time to develop. But then they got some midfielders after that. Then they've managed to get uh, a general like Luke Hodge to come up. Uh, They've started to show good promise at the back end of last year. Remember that they only won five games last year. I think they were one win halfway through the season and everyone's saying, what's going on? But they were incredibly competitive and in the back end of the year, they started to look exciting. And with that excitement, they can bring in uh, Lockie Neal and others and and they're going to go okay. And I think it's terrific for Queensland footy and uh, should be of great benefit for the Suns to to follow that path as well. How many Sean Burgoyne-like names do you have on the list? Uh, We've got a few, but... um, All those discussions, really, you have to get to the end of the year because it comes down to what does the player and his current club want to do? And uh, that's the most important thing for someone like Sean, who's, uh, I think he's only a couple of games away from the games record for an Indigenous player. I mean, the, the world should just stop and celebrate that for a moment and worry about those things later. Mark, good luck.
2: G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.